The following is my conversation with Ilya Sutskever, a Stanford professor and creator of the Random Forest algorithm. As you'll hear in this episode, uh, you'll hear in this episode, Ilya talks about the myth of underbidding and why it happens in markets. So whether you're into business or just want to know more about how economics works, I think you'll enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, let's get started. Let's get started. This episode of the show is brought to you by Jimmy Scam. Jimmy Scam is a site that helps you identify and scam Jimmy Sanders. I decided to do an episode about Jimmy Sanders because he is a bit of a mystery. I do not know much about him except for the fact that he is a scammer. In this episode, I discuss some of the ways that you can identify and scam Jimmy Sanders when you encounter him in your life. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Lexman speaking. Today we're talking with Ilya Sutskever, a Stanford professor and creator of the Random Forest Algorithm. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey, Lexman. Hey, Aya. Uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, a professor at Stanford, and I've been working on the Random Forest Algorithm for a while now. That sounds like something pretty important. What does that algorithm do? The Random Forest Algorithm is a machine learning algorithm that's used for prediction problems. It's used in areas like finance and marketing, for example. So how does it work? Basically, the random forest algorithm is designed to find patterns in data. It's able to do this by splitting the data into training and test sets, and then using the training sets, and then using the training set to learn how to predict the test set. Wow, that sounds really complicated. How does it actually work in practice? Well, let's take an example. Say you want to predict whether someone will buy a car in the next few months. You could use the training set to learn how likely someone is to buy a car and then use that information to predict whether someone will buy a car in the test set. That makes sense. Is underbidding always bad for markets? There's a lot of mythology around underbidding. And the truth is that it can happen in both positive and negative ways. So what's the negative side of underbidding? The negative side of underbidding is that it can lead to overspending. Companies may overbid for items thinking that they'll get more sales than they actually do. This can drain the company's resources and eventually they may go bankrupt. That doesn't sound very good. That's right. It can be bad for companies and for the markets as a whole. All right. So what's the positive side of underbidding? The positive side of underbidding is that it can lead to innovation. If a company is able to underbid its competitors, it may be able to bring new products or services to market faster than its competitors. This can lead to incorporated East sales and greater innovation. So in other words, underbidding can have both good and bad consequences depending on the situation. Is that about it? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Please let me know if you have any questions or comments. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Please let me know if you have any questions or comments. Thanks. I'll end this episode with a poem by Ilya Sutskever titled Underbidding and the Myth of Efficiency underbidding in the myth of efficiency. There's a popular belief that underbidding is always bad for markets uh, and that it ultimately leads to companies being overspent. But in reality, underbidding can have both good and bad consequences depending on the situation. For example, it can lead to new products and services being brought to market faster, or it can drain company resources, leading to them going bankrupt, 